This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. And we are off on our three of the daily tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. You know what they call BetMGM? It's the king of parlays. I'm Michael Jenkins live in D.C. She is Chelsea Messenger live in Nashville, Tennessee. Come up in our final hour, what we learned yesterday in the National Football League. We will discuss the aftermath of week 10. But we are not done just yet with the Broncos and Bills taking the field tonight in Buffalo. A preview headed your way at 820. And then it's our best bets and the Dongster back here in studio at 845. Chelsea, when I was in the break room, I'm a little out of breath here because I had to run upstairs and go to the bathroom, get some coffee, get ready. And all of a sudden, I glance up at one of the TVs here. And I saw one of the most disturbing headlines I have seen in a while. And it says Dior releases skincare line for babies. Why in the hell does a baby need a line of skincare? What are we doing? It's a child. Why would you waste your money on a high end skincare regimen for your child? You know what? Before we put Blake to bed, We got to make sure she gets a nice scrub and then her facial mask because you know what? She's getting up there now. What is she, almost five, four? Oh, your daughter, (laughs) two, two and a half, three? She's three. Well, well, hey, listen, I mean, she looks great, but I got to tell you, those wrinkles are coming. They are a coming, Chelsea. I mean, by the time she gets to five, I'm going to be like, you know what? I I don't want to be mean to Chelsea and Jake. Blake looks six to me. She looks six. She's got to get a skincare line. Like, what the hell is that? Am I missing something here? Because that seems ridiculous to me. Well, here's the craziest thing. When they're that little, you're not even supposed to use real soap. Like, you can only use that, like, the Johnson & Johnson, like, for babies, no more tear stuff. Because their skin is so sensitive that you're not even supposed to, like, wash it very often. So now you're telling me that you're going to put a whole bunch of other junk on their face? No. Like, this is going directly in the face of, like, think about the demographic that has the money to buy the skincare line. It feels like these are the people who are like, we don't want any toxins in our life. We want to be as clean as possible. Doesn't it seem like it's probably the same demographic? So, like, why would you do this for people who are already that way? And then 
the science and the like pediatricians are saying, please mm -hmm. don't put stuff on your baby's face. It just doesn't make scientific sense. And it doesn't make sense with the market that they're probably trying to go after. I think what bothers me more than anything is that I think this is a continuation as to leaning into this you have to look a certain way. You have to look younger. You have to get Botox. You have to take care of your skin. <laughs> Certainly, <than> that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. I don't know how many younger women I have seen, and it's clear to look. The lovely Catherine gets Botox. It's a very common thing. I'm not knocking Botox, but I am saying that there is a point when you can overdo it, and especially if you lean into it too much too quickly. And I've seen younger girls where it's like, you're a child, come here to me, but also it's pretty clear you've already had a lot of injections that you just don't need and you look a little plasticky just because we're in a society where now we're having a skincare line for babies, which is totally unnecessary. It just bothers me because I feel like we're kind of going down a road where I understand you want to look your best but particularly when you're talking about social media and how people present themselves and filters the entire time where you're expected to look a certain way, completely flawless all the time. And when you lean into that too much, you end up with something like this. Oh, Jenks, we're already there. We've been there for uh, yeah. quite some time because I have a stance on fillers and Botox and whatever. I think it's right. fine if you are trying to keep yourself at a certain age and you're older and you're like, hey, I just want to look like I'm five right. years younger. It is different when you are completely changing your face. When you are 22 and you're doing all these things to where you don't even mm -hmm. look like yourself anymore. And I get it. Like if you have something about yourself you really want to change, like that's fine. It's just mm -hmm. now we are starting to see women who all look exactly the same. Like have you done this on Instagram where you're on the Discover page? And you're like, oh, that girl looks exactly like Kim Kardashian. Whoa, that yes. girl looks like exactly like <laughs> Kim Kardashian. And they all start right. to have the same facial features. So we are losing out on the diversity that I feel like can make people attractive. So I think that's the saddest uh, yeah. part is just that everybody is starting to look exactly the same. No, I think that's spot on because there's nothing wrong with having a little personality in your face or in your expressions. <laughs> in your that's okay. It's okay for your face to be able to move enough for you to have. I I see a lot of people that end up looking very similar. Like you were just saying that, right? Mm -hmm. You look like Kim. You look yeah. like Kim. And so I've seen groups of, of, of girls, attractive women, who I'm sure are very nice. And I'm like, you guys sort of all look the same. And it's just so weird. Maybe I'm just out of touch, but I would not want to assimilate where everyone or I look like everyone I know in some way, shape, or form, I feel like having those distinctive differences are what make people unique and different, and that's great. Yeah, and then the other trend that's troubling is it feels like the Kardashians kind of set the wave, and I used mm -hmm. to appreciate them for this, the fact that they were not sick then and the fact that they were giving other girls yeah. their moment in the sun to where you didn't have to look like the supermodels of the 90s to be yeah. in style but now now that we have ozempic back in the frame kim kardashian <laughs> is getting skinnier and skinnier and now the trend looks like we are heading back towards that that makes me very nervous because i've been bulking i have been lifting very heavy <laughs> so i'm like uh oh uh, my body's way, not in I'm... style again so <laughs> i don't know uh, i don't know what's going on by the way i tried to lift this weekend 
And I was like, I'm tired of not lifting anything. And my body was not ready for that. I didn't necessarily re-injure. Right? I know. And I, yeah. And I, it's, it's too, it was too soon. It kind of aches. So I, I don't think I broke it any longer or made it worse, but I didn't help it. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to have to accept the fact that it's going to take some time. That's all there is to it, which is a real bummer for me, but I needed some movement and I was like, I'm good. And I started low. Like, you know, I was like, I got this, you know? And then I woke up the next day like, Michael, you're so dumb. That was such a terrible decision. <laughs> Jelsa, let's talk about what we saw over the weekend in the National Football League. How about the Brownies stunning the Ravens? 33-31. The Browns were getting six points. They were plus 205 on the money line. Total was set at 39. The overhits. The Browns were down 14 going into the fourth quarter. They scored 13 points in 41 seconds. Deshaun Watson throws a touchdown to Elijah Moore. And then Greg Newsom returns an interception for a touchdown 41 seconds later. Now, Dustin Hopkins missed the extra point. So the Ravens still had a one-point lead late. And then, as time expires, Hopkins redeems himself with a 40-yard field goal, final play of the game. And Deshaun Watson, as much as I have ridiculed him on this show, and I don't apologize for that, he did not have a single incompletion in the second half. 14 of 14 overall 20 of 34 213 yards rushes for 46 yards huge win by the browns and the ravens also gave this one away oh for sure but this is kind of what you expect in divisional matchups that's why i'm mm -hmm. trying to keep my expectations kind of low for the cleveland browns offense i'm not sure if this is the deshaun watson that we can expect each and every week. Granted, it's a great step in the right direction from a yeah. quarterback that was not pulling his weight, at least compared to the price tag that he is given. Um, but still, it feels like odd things happen when it comes to these divisional matchups. So that's why I think you always consider the underdog here. I am not going to lie, though. Did not see this one being this high scoring. But moving forward, I don't think I'm taking away too much from the Ravens, and I'm not yeah. adding too much to the resume that I think is the Browns. So what is your takeaway from this game? Do you think the Ravens are all right? Like, I think we went into the stretch saying, okay, the Ravens are at a spot where their stock is super high. That's why I felt yes. like you kind of had to sell high on the Ravens this week just because they're a good team. But at some point, the mm -hmm. market gets too high and you're paying too much of a premium on a team, especially in a divisional matchup. So do you think this is still a contender in the AFC? Do you think that, you know, maybe we don't take away too much from this game? I don't think you take too much away from it. I, I will say, I think the one thing that I'm curious about more than anything else is whether or not Deshaun Watson, who was great in the second half of this game, is, is this just one good half of football from him? Or for a guy who sat out of season, who has been banged up, is he now going to become the player that the Browns were hoping they would be? or they're hoping he would be when they sign him to this monster contract. I think that is more interesting to me than anything else. The Ravens are going to be fine. The Ravens are mega talented. They know they should have won this game. That's football sometimes. It happens in a division, and especially this division, which tends to be close games anyway. I think you're absolutely right about maybe it was just you weren't really getting the value with the, with the Ravens that you should have because they've been winning. But to me, I'm curious about what we see from Deshaun Watson moving forward. Right. I think at this price tag, he's never going to live up to those standards. But again, the yeah. market for quarterbacks is just so astronomically high 
that maybe this is what they had to do to get even a mediocre quarterback. Like, yes, they overpaid on him by a lot, but they had to do something. Like, it doesn't that feel mm-hmm. like that's the case for most teams who are in contention? You've got to have a quarterback who at least has the potential to play to the level of some of these higher teams. Because when you watch some of the highlights of Deshaun Watson, like there are some plays where he shows flashes of that old Deshaun Mm -hmm. Watson that we saw back at Clemson. You're like, oh, well, that's kind of why they paid him. Maybe we will see more of that moving forward. So I'm not sure what to think of the Browns, but I do think in divisional matchups, if they're getting a lot of points, that's when you play them. I'm not sure if I trust them as favorites, but if they're getting six points, maybe that's the only case. Yeah, I think you're right about that. So I, man, I don't know what to think about the Ravens. I'm bummed. I'm just bummed because I had the Ravens in this game, and I thought they had it when I looked up that fourth quarter score. I thought we got this, and then we, like I'm part of the team, and then the Browns come back. But we will get a further measuring stick as the season goes on, particularly when it comes to Watson and the Browns. Let's go to Jacksonville, Chelsea. The Niners ripping the Jags 34 to three. The Niners were laying three. They're minus 175 on the money line. Total set at 44 and a hook. The under hits. How about Brock Purdy? 19 of 26, 296 yards, three touchdowns, including a 66 yard score to George Kittle. Debo Samuel returns after being out for three games. Christian McCaffrey carries 19 times or 16 times, I should say. For 95 yards, no touchdowns, but his 17 game streak with at least one score comes to an end. So he is now tied for the all-time record with Lenny Moore. I think more than anything, are you – look, the Niners are the Niners. I think we both said last week, we don't think San Francisco was going anywhere. But the lack of fight put up by the Jaguars was what was alarming to me. On five straight possessions, they went fumble, field goal, interception, fumble, interception. That is gross. I wouldn't have been stunned if the Niners won this game, but 34 to three is not something I anticipated happening. No, but I did think it was a great buy low spot on a 49ers team that was trending in the wrong direction, but it was a team coming off a buy. It was a team that was starting Mm -hmm. to get healthy. And I think the biggest name on the injury report that we were waiting to see was if Trent Williams was playing on the offensive line. Yeah. And there was a viral play from this game that was kind of hilarious because Trent Williams was blocking for Christian McCaffrey and the defender for the Jaguars starts running the other direction when he sees Trent Williams coming to block (laughs) for him. And Jinx, did you cover Trent Williams when he was, he was in Washington, right? Yes, I did. Man, he's a bad dude. Like, you know, in all aspects of that work. Yes. It's crazy that they let him go. He calls himself the silverback because you don't mess with the silverback. He's an absolute animal. I mean, and the one thing I love about Trent Williams just as a player is that he's so dominant. I mean, he's he's got the physical tools. He certainly mm-hmm. has the footwork. He's, he's one of the best in the league. He's going to go down as a Hall of Famer, but he's mean. And honestly, that's what you want out of an offensive lineman. Do you have the measurables? Yes. Do you know how to play the position? Yes. And also, you're mean. If you're in the trenches and you're trying to protect your quarterback 
and you're trying to maw guys and open lanes for your running game, you want guys who want to finish every single play. And Trent Williams is one of those guys. And that's why I love him, man. And it's crazy that Washington let him go. And he was really unhappy with the medical staff here at the time. And he had a legitimate beef, which is why he left. And that's just another example, at least in an old regime here, where you had a guy who, again, is going to go into the Hall of Fame and you let him walk. Oh, and he's an absolute game changer. Like, you oh, look yeah. at the injury report, the fact that you had Trent Williams back, who's a perennial all-pro uh, in his position, protecting uh, Brock Purdy. Coincidence, Brock Purdy had a good game in this one. And also, Debo Samuel was back. So, yes, the Niners train is back. Maybe it's too late to get any value on the Niners, but before last week, definitely a buy-low spot on San Francisco. Coming up next year on the show, Chelsea, let's get back into Monday Night Football. The Broncos have had 15 days off since their last football game. So will they march into Buffalo looking sharp or looking sloppy? That is next on the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show. Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. She's Chelsea. I'm Jinx. Coming up in a couple of minutes, the Bills are supposed to be one of the best teams in the AFC. Now is the time to start looking like it. We're going to preview tonight's Monday Night Football game against the Broncos. It has been a tough season, as we know, for the New England Patriots. They lost again yesterday. But one thing I found interesting was <laughs> the great Marv Levy, who was a coach, the head coach of those Buffalo Bills teams that went to four consecutive Super Bowls back in the day, and... All of a sudden, I see this story pop up about Marv Levy's wife, Fran, who is still alive and doing well. And she doesn't have any nice things to say at all about Bill Belichick. She tells Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe, quote, I think he should retire. I can't stand him. He's a cheater, and he was rude to Marv. Bill Belichick was always jealous of Marv. He's a mean person, and I hope he never wins again. <laughs> I love a good I love a good wife still defending her husband late in the game and saying, I just I just hope he never wins again. He's a mean guy. Good for you, Fran, for going off on Bill Belichick. Nothing's going right for Bill, and now he's got Fran Levy coming after him. This is what you want in a wife, a ride or die. Somebody will yeah. have your back, even against the toughest of opponents. But doesn't this sound like something like a mom would say? Like, yes. say the coach, like, benched her son, like, that guy is not very nice anyway, and I think that I should write a letter. And even if it's like a Hall of Fame coach, they're like, well, he isn't very nice, and that's not going to get him very far in my book. So I appreciate it, but it does sound like something that – a mom would say about her son because sometimes we are blinded by our allegiances but still like this is a quality that you want to have in a significant other oh absolutely do you remember a time when 
Jake or your mom or any member of your family went off on someone because they offended you or they were offended at someone else's behavior towards you. And I was like, oh, my goodness, mom, slow down there, killer. I think my family is the exact opposite, which is why I yeah. really appreciate people like this, because my family's always like, yeah, she shouldn't have walked that girl. That was pretty bad, wasn't it? <laughs> or I remember a very distinct scenario when I was at a bar and I was underage and I was using mm -hmm. a fake ID. My brother saw me. This was in Nashville. He came over to me and smacked me in the back of the head. He's like, what, what? are you doing here? And of course he gets kicked out because the bouncer doesn't know any different. He doesn't know it's yeah. my brother. He's like, you never put your hands on a female. And my brother was like, that's my sister. I'll do what I want. So do you think you can put your hands on a female if it is your sister? Like he smacked me in the back of the head. It's not like he punched me, but like they took know. it very seriously. They're like, well, you here's, never here's hit a, a woman. You can't, here's the thing, you have to draw a line in the sand, especially in a bar where guys are acting up, people are acting up all the time, right? You have to have, you have to have that stringent penalty in place where this is unacceptable no matter what. Because if you allow it just a little bit, then it can get really out of control. So yeah, you have to have a, a no touching, you can't hit, you can't touch, you can't disrespect a woman policy. That has to be in place. So I don't blame the bouncer even though your brother was being an older brother to you, it sounds like, which I know you've talked about this before. He was kind of always like that with you, right? Oh, yeah. But then we sounded exactly like brothers and sisters because he literally pointed his finger at me. He was like, oh, yeah, well, she has a fake ID. And they're like, wow, well, you guys really are related. Because it, de it definitely sounded like a sibling fight where you're always putting the blame on the other one. Mm -hmm. Did you, get <laughs> you got kicked out too? You both got kicked out? Oh, yes. Oh, was a so short what'd you do then? Were us. you just staring at each other outside like we screwed this up? We could both be inside right now, having a few libations, enjoying each other. What did you do? Did you go your separate ways? Oh, no, we went to the next bar because that's how downtown <laughs> Nashville used to be. <laughs> perfect. That's the perfect brother and sister story. All right. Guess we'll go somewhere else now. All right. I'm glad that worked out. That sounds about right. Monday night football time, Chelsea Broncos at the Bills tonight. Bills laying seven points, minus 350 on the money line. Broncos plus 275, total set at 47 and a hook. This number has come down from Bills minus seven and a half to Bills minus seven. I like the Broncos in this one, and I feel sick to my stomach even saying that. Actually, my rib hurts when I said that just because it's so gross. But I, I do think Denver is the right side here because I think they're going to be prepped and ready for this game. They've had more than two weeks off. Buffalo is a team. Buffalo has to win this game, by the way. Just if you put point spreads, numbers aside, betting aside for a second, Buffalo better not lose this game. I was talking to my friend Pat, like I always do, about the Bills last Friday at Lost and Found, and we were talking about this game, and he said, I love my team. I'm not worried about the Bills, but if we lose to the Broncos, I am out. Like, you cannot lose to the Broncos in Buffalo. But I do like the Broncos plus the points here. Chelsea, what do you think? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think this is a case where we have talked about the mentality of sports betting throughout this entire show today. Mm -hmm. And it's always, you are looking at the product and you take the name off the front of the jerseys and you try to say, okay, is this team being undervalued or overvalued? So looking at the Broncos right now, it's a team that looks to be on the upward trend. And yes, it's still not a Broncos team that you really want to trust, but over the last few games, they have looked worlds better than they did at the start of the season. There Mm -hmm. is, when you look at stats and you have a team that gives up some massive outlier, like the Broncos did giving up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins earlier in the season, it can skew every single stat. So yes, the Broncos look very, very bad on paper. But they're coming off a win over the Chiefs, which I'm not reading into that too much. It is one game. But also, they're coming off a bye week. So they've had extra time to get healthy and prepare for this game. And also, the Broncos have been much better when they can establish the run. And I think they can do that tonight against the Buffalo Bills, who are allowing 4.9 yards per carry on the ground. One of the worst run defenses, at least by the numbers, in the entire Mm -hmm. NFL. So by that standard and by that theory... I think you got to go with the Broncos here, at least getting the seven. That is a large number to lay in a game where I think it's going to be lower scoring and points are at a premium. Yeah, I I love the under in this game. I will be taking yet another primetime under. But here's the thing. The Bills are 0-5 against the number in their last five. And I do think that there's a bit of a bit of forgetfulness. Maybe that's the right word, but what I'm saying is this, when you think about that Broncos defense and I know they got just destroyed by Miami. We all remember the 70 spot that Miami put on that Broncos defense early in the season. And because that's so visceral, because it stands out so much, it's easy to have that narrative continue to play out. Even if it's not true and you say, Oh my God, the Broncos suck. The Broncos defense has been really really good recently they've allowed less than 20 points in each of their last three games 19 points to the chiefs then 17 points nine points again to the chiefs so all of a sudden that defense that was really leaky early on has started to become that defense that we saw last season and particularly when you're talking about a bill's offense that yeah can put up the put up the numbers no question about it but isn't quite the offensive juggernaut that it was last year. Josh Allen has been turnover prone. One interception in each of the last five games. The last time I looked, his interception prop is, I believe, minus 140 for over a half pick. So for an interception. And the Broncos 
I think can take advantage of a Bills secondary that is super weak, that is really banged up, and a Bills defense that you can run on. So if you're going to run the ball against the Bills, you can take time off the clock. And frankly, we all know that the Broncos just don't have the firepower with Russell Wilson to keep up with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis and those guys if they're rolling. So the Broncos want to slow the game down. The Broncos want to keep this close, and I think they can. Yeah, and especially if you were talking about under, <clears throat> and we're talking about game script here because mm-hmm. obviously we're probably going to do something on Javante Williams because the run defense yeah. is so bad for Buffalo. And also looking at a play on the under, if you think uh, at least one side of the ball is going to be running the ball, that wears down the clock. Also, you look at the red zone scoring percentage for both of these defenses. It's been really good. Buffalo, sixth in the league when it comes to a bon- uh, opponent red zone scoring a percentage touchdown only uh not field goal so that is the thing when you are playing unders you need a team to not score touchdowns you need them settling for mm-hmm. field goals and denver surprisingly so uh even with that 70 point outburst that they gave up to the dolphins still are in the top 11 when it comes to this metric of red zone defense so I think the under is the play as well, especially at 47 and a half, because we've seen some really low totals, especially this past weekend in the NFL. Like what was the total for the Jets and the Raiders at closing line? Wasn't it like 36 or something? Yeah. And that game it still was. went under. <laughs> it sure did. It was beautiful. Uh, we, 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 we saw that one a mile away. Zach Wilson and Aiden O'Connell. Good God. What an awful game that was, especially for Sunday night football. Let's touch on the player prop or the player in particular that we like tonight. And it's Javante Williams, the Broncos. I think we both like over 54 and a half rushing yards. His carries prop seems, I like that as well. I like over 13 and a half carries. That's only minus 110. But you said this earlier and you had the exact same thought I did, which is doesn't 13 and a half carries seem like a, like too low. Like, way too low. Javante Williams, first of all, he's getting healthier. So, when you see his carries go up, carried the ball 15 times two weeks ago, carried 27 times the week after that. He's going to be fresh 15 days off between games when you're talking about Denver here. And Williams is getting healthier after suffering that season-ending injury last year. This feels like I'm actually scared away because the number seems too low carries-wise. So, I think I'm going to go over his yardage prop, and I think you're with me here. Yeah, I'll go yardage, too, just because it feels like there is a higher ceiling on this one. Say he breaks off a big Mm -hmm. run, and you can get a big chunk yardage play. And also, the Bills have not been great at limiting those explosive plays. Because if you throw out last game, because I think it's tough to look at last game and say that that is, you know, the the standard one, just because that game was not close. That was a blowout game for the Broncos. So clearly they're going to run the ball a lot. But last, uh, the game before that against the Packers, he only had 15 carries. I do think his carries are going up, but this is a play that you will be sweating probably until the end of the game. So I think I would rather play a prop in which I can get it more easily as opposed to waiting till the final minutes of this game to hope and pray that he gets a carry at the end there. But I do think he's the lead back. So I think I'll go with yardage here just because the Bills are giving up 4.9 yards per carry. If that is the case here, I think he should get his yardage play pretty early on into this game, especially if he finds a hole somewhere and knocks off a big chunk play. You know what I want to happen? 
I want to tune in this game, and I want to get a handoff and go for 55 yards on the first play of the game. And I'll just turn right. it off and go to bed. You know, I play I'm, people I'm, over. I'm, people play over. Yeah. I know it's not going to happen, but, man, that would be nice. And I, I think it goes back to the Bills and how bad they are at allowing explosive plays on the ground. So I think you can still hit this even if he doesn't get the carries because there is a possibility. Now, the Bills have certainly – all the weaponry on offense to make this game a blowout. I don't anticipate that happening. But if for some reason the Broncos fall behind early or even midway through the game and they have to start passing the ball, then you're in real trouble where Javante Williams could break off a long run and you're good, but he doesn't get the carries because the Broncos are playing from behind and they've got to catch up to Buffalo. And I think that's the sabotage factor there. Yeah, so I think you just go with yardage as opposed to carries. And also, like I said, if a line seems fishy, you just don't play it. I think bottom line for me is, do we trust Buffalo as big favorites yet? Because we've seen them in games where they were favored by a lot and they've lost outright. Like, they lost a seven and a half point favorites yeah. to the Patriots. They lost uh, straight up to the Jaguars as four and a half point favorites. So do you think the Bills fit that bill? Because in years past, I would say yes. And they're one of the top-tier teams in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But this year, it just doesn't seem like a team you can trust. Not yet. This is, this, is a, this is a game where if Buffalo loses this game, oh, my God, they can't lose this game. They have to win this game. But more than just winning, they need to start looking like a team. They need to go on a run here. And the time is now. I understand they're banged up in the secondary. I understand they haven't played their best football, but the AFC is hyper competitive. So Buffalo, you got to win a game like this when you're at home against a team like the Broncos. And then you have to build on that and start winning games and being that playoff team. I, I don't, I don't think the window is closing for Buffalo, but I will say this. They've had plenty of chances over the past few years, and the AFC keeps getting better and better. The time is now for Buffalo to start making things happen. Coming up next here on the show, we all had a winning week last time out. Strong week here on the show, even the Donkster one. So now we're going to chase another week of winners. She's Chelsea. I'm Jinx. Best bets coming up next on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by Ben and Jim. Stay right there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show. It is a daily tip for me. QL presented by Adam Jim. Chelsea Messenger, Michael Jenkins along. Best bets coming your way in mere moments. Do you want me to ask you what you're doing today, Chelsea? And super annoy you with the question I ask you every day at this time. What are you doing today, Chelsea? What's on the docket? What's on the schedule? And then you can tell me, Jinx, I'm a mom. I'm not doing anything. Did I nail it? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I'm doing stuff. It's just not, like, super noteworthy. Like, I'm getting my hair done. I think I'm going to look nice. into one of those savings accounts that we've been talking about during the breaks because I'm trying to get my investment portfolio up. Uh, I'll probably go to Home Goods because I need to return yeah. something. 
So it's not that I'm not doing things. It's just, just not anything that I feel like people want to hear about. Are you kidding me? I want to hear all about <laughs> this new hairstyle. I'm trying to get you to go dark. I know you're not going to do it. I know you're going to stay blonde. I would just love if one day you just showed up and you just leaned into dark hair. Maybe maybe you go goth for like a few months. No, I'm just getting my roots done. Like you say this like oh. the most uh, male answer of all time. You're getting a new hairstyle. No, I'm just wow. getting my hair colored. Like I'm not going to come back with like a Victorian updo where like this is my new hairstyle. No, I'm just getting my roots done. You know, I'd like to see a bob. You wearing a bob. How much would you have to get paid to cut your hair like that? Mm, no amount of money, but there are extensions. <laughs> so like I could cut it and then just wear fake hair. So like oh, that's, that's always an option. That's the great thing about being a woman in this day and age is that you can always buy like hair to put on yourself. And you're like, oh, well, I have long hair now. All the celebrities do it. You'll see them one week oh, and yeah. they have chin length hair. And then the next week, they have like horse hair and it's like down past their butt. And you're like, wow, that grew really fast, didn't it? Wow. What a beautiful <laughs> mane that you have. Right. Catherine is trying to, the lovely Catherine is trying to convince me to grow a beard for Movember, even though I know we're midway through the month, but I just can't do it. I mean, I could, I could grow a beard. The problem is it's so white, like down here around my chin, like, I mean, just as white, sheet white. So I feel like I would just look so old if I had this beard and then all this white down here. So I, I can't convince myself to do it. Here's the poll question of the day. Do you think mm -hmm. Robert Sala dyes his beard? Because I was looking at it last what? night and it looked even more full and jet black than it did last time because he just all of a sudden last week had a beard. You're like, wow, where did that come from? Because he's normally clean shaven. So like last night you're like, hmm. It's starting to look like maybe he uses just for men. Which oh, there's nothing man. wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Double D says, what's wrong with a white beard, Jinx? Because Double D, Double D, the difference is you carry it well. You're a big, handsome bear with a beautiful white, white, you know, whiteness on your beard right there at the chin. I would not look good. I would I think I would just look I think it would age me a lot. That's my problem. And I'm already old. That's my that's my issue. Well, because it wouldn't match your hair. Like your hair is giving 35, but your beard would be giving 55. Mm, so you would be splitting the, the difference. That's exactly the problem right there is that I'm trying to stay young and uh, the white beard's not going to cut it. Maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll go like 3 or 4 days. Just to kind of give you an idea of how gross it looks, and then I'll cut it something like that. Who knows? If you're coming, if you're just joining us here on the show, I mean, we do a little bit of everything. We've given financial advice, we're talking beard tips, <laughs> and we're going to give out some betting advice as well. Coming up next on BetQ Daily, Odyssey NFL Insider Jason Lockenfora will be along and give his analysis for tonight's game in Buffalo between the Bills and the Broncos. If you missed our conversation about Week Ten in the NFL and what we learned over the weekend. All you have to do is subscribe to the pod. Get the Daily Tip wherever you download your podcast. Chelsea, it is that time. I believe we have a little squad play today, so let's get to it. Time to place your bets. I am going to start with you, Chelsea. A winning week again last, last week for you. So let's start the people off with some winners. What do you got? 
Yeah, let's look at a player prop tonight in Monday Night Football between the Broncos and the Bills. I'm going to go with Broncos running back Javante Williams over his rushing prop of 54 and a half yards for minus 120 over at BetMGM. And here's why. Number one, he's trending up. He has proven to be the lead running back for the Broncos over the last couple games, coming off a game where we had 27 carries for 85 yards against the Chiefs last game. Also, coming off a of bye week, he's had time to get healthy. Earlier in the year, he's dealt with some injuries. He was not getting the carries. But also, you look at the matchup. The matchup tonight yeah. is a smash spot for opposing running backs. This Bills defense is giving up 4.9 yards per carry to opposing running backs. That is the third worst mark of any team in the NFL. And plus, the Broncos have proven that when they establish the run, they're a much better team. It's not been Russell Wilson wheeling and dealing. It is a team that has built their winning ways, their two-game win streak on the backs of a great defense and an effective run game. So I think we're going to see a heavy dose of the run game tonight. So let's go Javante Williams over his rushing prop of 54 and a half yards for minus 120. I will absolutely be on that, Chelsea. We got a couple squad plays, so... Before I get to that one, and I'll provide a little analysis, let's talk about the under tonight's game. Broncos at the Bills. I'm going to go under 48, minus 122. If the Broncos are going to keep this game within the number, and I think they do, we need to see a lower-scoring game. That Denver defense is starting to look like the elite unit that we saw last year. They've allowed less than 20 points in their last three games. And not only that, Denver is going to be well rested they've had 15 days off between games and even when the bills start to look explosive josh allen has been a guy who has not done a good job of taking care of the football he's thrown interceptions in five straight games we know the drill of primetime unders and take a look at the weather forecast it's going to be in the 40s no big deal but also we're going to see wind from 10 to 20 miles an hour tonight that lends itself to less success in the passing game and keeping the ball on the ground that's what the broncos are going to do that eats up time off the clock let's go broncos and bills under 48 minus 122 i also like the fact that you're bumming that up i don't see any value in playing half numbers i say you either play the 48 yeah. or you play the 47 on the nose for a bit of plus money. I'm not playing 47 and a half, so I like it a lot. No How way. about the eight ball? Does the magic eight ball like our picks today? Let us gaze upon the glorious magic eight ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> All right, eight ball. Do we like Javante Williams, Broncos running back over his rushing prop 54 and a half yards for minus 120? Eight ball says, Concentrate and ask again. All right, I'm concentrating. Uh, uh, outlook good. Hmm. Oh, oh, that's that's not like the eight ball. Normally, he's very <laughs> negative. All right, let's go. All right, how about the under 48 in the Broncos and Bills game? Eight ball says most likely some positive oh responses today. How about that? Two for two, baby. If you want to check out each and every show on the Kill Network, including Chelsea, Definitely operating the eight ball. Just go to twitch.tv slash betql. Chelsea, you are also on the under tonight. You want to tell the people why? Yeah, primetime under, scorching hot. 24 and 7 this year. Why would I stop betting on this trend now? Especially for this Bills team that tipped the under in four of their last five games. And plus two of the top 11 red zone defenses. So I'll hit the under with you. 
for all the reasons you mentioned and also those. So under 48, Bills, Broncos, for me as well. With you on that, and I will just reiterate why we both like Javante Williams over 54 and a half rushing yards. He's hit it in two straight. Again, the Broncos are going to be rested, and the Bills are just so bad against the one. If you can get to the second level against that Bills defense because they're so banged up in the secondary, you can have a lot of success. That's why they're not good against the explosive plays on the ground. I'm on it as well. Javante Williams over 54 and a half rushing yards. Let's do your BetQL five-star best bet for inside analysis trends. Five-star best bets. There's the Donkster. Just download the BetQL app. Donkster, my God. You don't... The microphone is... It's almost in your right eye. I thought you had this thing figured it out. All right, I guess not. Tell us what the play is tonight, buddy. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. I just want everyone to know I agree with Fran Levy. The only reason Bill Belichick is a good head coach is because he had Teddy Bruschi at linebacker. I hope he never wins again, too. Mm, I don't... <laughs> I don't think he was the main player there, Donkster, on those Patriots championship teams, but I appreciate it. Good morning, Chelsea. Did you miss me? No. Have you not heard of Tom Brady? He's kind of a big deal. No, I've heard of Drew Bledsoe. Oh, <laughs> well, he was the guy before Tom Brady. So I guess I you know somebody. I know a few people, and I know some friends of mine who are also donkeys. We'll have to hang out sometime, and we can all watch while you get your roots done. Oh, my Donkster. God. We gotta, Is this we gotta... over yet? <laughs> <laughs> Here are my wow. plays. Bills minus seven, hosting the Broncos. NBA, Bucks minus eight and a half, hosting the Bulls. I'm the biggest fan in the world of the NBA Cup. Let's go, Bucks. All right, that's enough from you, Doxter. Let's let's bring in ah, the star of BQL Daily. Of course, I'm talking about Joe Ostrowski. Joe O, good morning. How are you? Aaron. Yes, Do it you is see Joe O. <laughs> I don't. Sorry. It, I don't. I, wait, what an intro. Before Aaron gets mad at me. For sorry, this. that's my fault. Well, I didn't see. It's I, in the chat. I, I can't log on. Oh, I haven't been able to log on for 10 minutes, so I'm flying check. by the seat of my pants here. A Aaron is every Monday. Clearly. Oh, I did. I'm sorry. I apologize, Aaron. Let I me, apologize. Let's bring in the star of BetQL Daily. It's it's Aaron Hawksworth. Good morning, Aaron. I will tell Joe. <laughs> I will tell Joe when I see him in five minutes. He is the true star. I'm glad the Donkster is back, though. Quite refreshing on this Monday. But knocking the rust off of it with the Teddy Bruschi comment. Wow. Yeah. Donkster. He went old school on that. <laughs> oh, so sorry about that, Aaron. That's not the way I wanted to end the things. And I'll be beating myself up about this for the next week. Aaron, have a great show. Thanks for being with us. I haven't been on our online program for like 50 minutes, so I hope we're on the clock here. All right, that's it for us on this edition of the Daily Tip for Back You Up, presented by BetMGM. She's Chelsea. I'm Jinx. Have a great Monday. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.